nagging. Naturalist. It's the Nagging Naturalist Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this mini-sode for the Hellbender. Many episodes like this are going to be more casual and typically shorter than the main episodes in order to have discussions about the highlighted species of the month or other talks about conservation. This segment today is called Ugly Ecology, where I talk about species that are aesthetically challenged, <laughs> at least in the eyes of the public, and how to help bring them more into the mainstream to promote their conservation. If you listened to my main episode, you heard a little bit about what the hellbender looks like, but if you do look up a picture of one, you can possibly understand why it may not be to everybody's tastes. Let's face it, the hellbender is not what many people would see as an attractive species. I personally love these little sallies, but my views do not reflect the mainstream. The hellbender's name alone does not elicit thoughts of a cute, fluffy critter for sure. So, before some people even see it, the name already does not create much anticipation. However, if we look at some of the other common names it has to help give it a little bit of a social makeover, maybe we can create some positive vibes around the species. While there are plenty to choose from, let's work with the following nicknames. Snot Otter, Lasagna Lizard, or Old Lasagna Sides, Grampus, Mud Devil, Allegheny Alligator, Water Dog, and Water Eel. Let's look at these and see what might work and what might not. Snot Otter. Right out of the gate, it is actually a go-to of mine when I talk to children. The imagery it conjures sounds pretty gross, but in my experience, plenty of kids are very excited to see or hear about gross things, as children are wont to be. It can also work for adults too, but this is a time when you need to know your audience before you drop this common name. Depending on who the adults are that you're talking to, some may find it funny and want to learn more, others may hear it and completely be disgusted by it. Both are reasonable responses. Sometimes it can be easy to determine how your audience might react to certain things, especially if you already know the people that you are talking to. But of course, there's going to be plenty of times when maybe you don't know what the person's preferences are, especially if this isn't something you normally talk to them about. In times of uncertainty, stick to the well-known common name until you feel comfortable with your understanding of your audience. My personal favorite is Lasagna Lizard, or like I said, the alternative, Old Lasagna Sides, which is even better. Hellbenders are not lizards, but it is a name that gives almost everybody pause, and it sounds adorable in my opinion. What's even better about the name is when people look at the hellbender and recognize where the nickname comes from, some people's reaction is to find it endearing, which is what you want, that positive response. Let's face it, people love animals with food names. That's why we have people who have named their cats Taco or Tofu, or named their ferret Pickle, or their snakes are named Noodle and Funnel Cake. When introducing the hellbender to someone you might not know who could possibly be grossed out by it, lead in with the lasagna lizard or old lasagna sides to see if that doesn't help them overcome their dislike and give them a much more positive perspective to view the animal from. Grampus is definitely one where you need to know your crowd. 
If you don't know why Grampus might be selected for audiences, we'll take a quick detour on the etymology of this word. Grampus is a term that has some debatable background and is even used for other species like orcas and Rizzo's dolphins. I honestly have no idea how it came to be attached to the hellbender, and based on my research, neither does anybody else. However, this term is one letter away from another similar sounding name, Krampus. Are you unfamiliar with Krampus? Time to brush up on some European folklore then. Krampus is associated with Saint Nick and Christmas. Krampus is portrayed as a demonic being that punishes bad children by kidnapping them, throwing them in a sack, and taking them away to hell, or to eat, or to kill, depending on who you ask. Want to know more? Then go Google him. Anyway, if your audience is into more darker, twisted things, Grampus might be a common name that catches their attention. Same goes for the nickname Mud Devil. Again, it's something where you should know your audience ahead of time. It is not one that I've frequently used, because even for other species that have it, like orcas and rizzo's dolphins, if you apply that name, it really does have kind of a dark connotation. Like when you hear the name Grampus, you don't think of things that are bright and sunny. <laughs> you definitely think of darker things, in my opinion. That's just probably my own personal cultural bias. Uh, but yeah, definitely make sure you know your audience before you drop that one. Allegheny alligator is a bit misleading, so I would not lead in with that name since it can create disappointment when it turns out that this animal is not an alligator. Same goes for ones like water dog and water eel. I understand that lasagna lizard can also be argued as misleading since the hellbender is not a reptile. However, salamanders are often mistaken for lizards due to their convergent morphology, and lizards are typically a more well-liked group of animals by the general public when compared to gators and eels. I'm not saying I agree with the sentiment that people prefer certain animals over others, but this is the type of culture that we live in, and in order to help change perspectives, sometimes you need to reel them in first with a little bit of bait. These names can be fine to use with people who already understand what you're talking about, though. But if you're introducing the hellbender to someone new who doesn't understand what they are yet, then I'm not sure you would want to lead in with these. While it may not seem like using a different name will make a difference, as someone who has worked as an informal conservation educator doing science communication, I can tell you from experience that your words and how you present things absolutely matter when it comes to shaping your audience's first impressions and expectations. When we are talking about critters that people might think are ugly, it does not matter if we explain the benefits of the species if our audience tunes out at the sight of the species we're looking at. Creating anticipation and positive association in advance can help keep your audience's attention and spark empathy for your target species, meaning your messages are more likely to be well-received and make stronger positive impressions. Thanks for listening in on this little mini-sode about ugly ecology and the hellbender. What is your favorite common name for the hellbender? I'll be making a poll on Facebook and Twitter where you can choose your favorite or even submit a common name you think would be even better for these amazing salamanders. If you listen to the main episode, you might have heard me sneak in my own common name for the hellbender. Also, be on the lookout for more minisodes coming up this month about the hellbender. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me. My email is thenaturalist at thenaggingnaturalist.com. 
and check out my website, thenaggingnaturalist.com. I am on social media. You can find me under The Nagging Naturalist on Facebook and Instagram. And my Twitter handle is at nag underscore naturalist. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you guys next time.